before we end, welcome to another episode of or episode two of In Space with Chris Connor. Um, I wish I had something. Shout out to Chaz. Chaz got this thing where he'd be like, he'd be like, well, we pull no punches or we close no doors or some shit. And it, it come out smooth every time. I don't have no tag. I don't have nothing creative like that. But I am happy. It's a it's a pleasure to um whether she knows it or not from afar to bring up uh in episode two, one of my inspirations coming up trying to find my way in this in this field, this game, whatever you want to call it. Um you might know her on Twitter uh under as uh at Saint Soldier. Um the rest of I mean and outside of that you know her as D, but we got a legend as far as I'm concerned in this in in, in this period of time, D Capri. D, what's up with you, man? Um, thank you for coming on. Man, Chris, it's a pleasure, an absolute pleasure to be here. I knew you would be here one day. I've been following you for a while. I said, dude, he just got it. He just got it. It's one of those type things where you just know a person has that it factor. I knew you were gonna be here soon, bro. I'm it's it's a, it's a pleasure, an absolute pleasure to be here. So that mean you know what? Listen, that mean the world, man. Cause you know, like what I be telling people all the time is that, like, you never know who's like watching your journey. You never know who's watching your interaction. You never know who's like coming back from afar. Cause, like, look, right? We really don't. We we don't know. We don't know these people. Like nine times out of ten, you not you know you not gonna ever meet half the people you talk to. And if you're lucky, you know you'll meet a small percentage, right? Yeah, but absolutely. It, it's like the same way. Like I, I would, you know, um, and we're going to get into like some of this. I <laughs> There's a joke about how every time I say that a, a show is going to be a certain period of time, it goes way over that. So I'm not even going <laughs> to say what I told D beforehand. But yeah, man. Um, so look, I I got to tell you how I was introduced to to your your platform. Shout out to Fourth Down and D. Appreciate uh, that. Twitter, Twitter is a wild place, okay, and it's 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 definitely a wild place if you are a New Orleans sports fan, and and Saints fans take it to a different level, right? So I remember one day I was ran I was randomly on Twitter, and this this was after a victory, and I hadn't I hadn't been following you yet, but you know things get passed around, right? So the vi a video reaches me. And it's a it's a video of you breaking down film, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, huh? And you were saying things, you were saying things that you know, like people that really, really know the game. I'm like, who is this? Who who is this woman from from New Orleans talking this game better than me? Because I because I'm you know I think I know what I'm what I'm talking about. But I was like, damn, like this is this is different. And then I started to follow you, and I was like, oh man, this. This worth a subscription, damn near. <laughs> so, so yo, man. Um, you know, for people, for people that don't that don't know you, that don't follow you, can you walk? Can you walk us through like how you get to a point? As I mean, I, I guess we're all fans. You go from being a fan to loving it to loving the game of football, knowing the game of football or any sport, to wanting to break it down to casuals or you know people that are. Um, have spent their time enjoying it in their own way. Absolutely, Chris. Like, I've been doing this since I was a little girl, believe it or not. So, 
when I was, I, I'll never forget, when I was like in sixth grade, um, I wrote a paper, <laughs> a paper about a Saints victory. And it was including all types of who, what kind of scoring plays happened, what happened on the defense. And my teacher failed me. And I'll never forget that. And I told my dad, and I said, Dad, you know, I, I wrote this paper, and I was I was passionate about it. And I got an F. And my teacher looked me dead in my face and said, <laughs> women don't do football. And I said, okay. And that I told my dad. And from that point on, my dad made it a point. He made it an absolute point to make sure that I was involved in anything that was built around athletics, built around sports, because he saw how passionate I was about sports and football in particular. Um, I would sit on his laps when we went to, you know, the games and he would scream and holler and people hear me talk about it all the time because that's what built my foundation. And I would. After games, I would sit with my brothers and we would actually look at film and we would break down plays and we would do it for hours. And my, my youngest brother, Drew, he looked at me one day and he was like, why are you wasting this on us? And I was like, oh, you know, people don't want to hear from me. You know, I don't fit the mold. You know, you know, I was like, that's for the pretty black young women. You know, and I was like, you know, they, they fit it. Josina Anderson, shout out to Josina, she's one of my favorites. And I was like, yeah, you know, they, I don't, I don't fit that. He was like, why are you trying to fit it? He was like, you have something that people want to hear. And I watched your episode last week and I was brought to tears a couple of times because the things that y'all were saying made so much sense. Like, you know, the not feeling like you're you you belong at the table, like not feeling like you really know what you're talking about at times because you know you're the only one. Literally, I can't put my hand on a fat black dark skinned woman who's doing sports, and I say that with so much pride because it's like you know I'm tr I hope. I hope somebody sees my little YouTube show that's only getting a hundred viewers and says, Oh man, look, I can do that. I can really be that. And I hope that they get a million viewers. I'm not doing this for like a, a fame thing. I'm not doing this to be popular. I'm doing this to encourage people. I'm doing this to, Hey, get out of your room, get out of your notebooks, get out of your own head, put it out there. Somebody is enjoying this. So you are you like somebody loves to hear you talk. Somebody and Chris, somebody loves to hear you talk, bro. And it's me. I love to hear you talk. I hear the passion. I'm in the spaces. I'm, you know, so when I saw that you I no, there's no bigger fan, bro. There's no bigger fan than me. Man, that that's you know what and, and look, that's you know, that's crazy to hear because um, you know, again, like I I you know, like you never and I, I tell people all the time, and I, I can't say it enough, you never know who's watching. You never know, you never know who's watching. You never know who's a fan from afar that just don't know, you know, well, how do I, it's weird. I, it's it's really weird to introduce yourself to somebody on Twitter. So the best way you could do is just go, in, just go in a DM like, hey, say fam, I like, you know, I like what you're doing, keep it up. You know, I'm here for support, right? right. But, you know, D, like what you said is, 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 you know, is moving. And, you know, I told Ross and Grub in episode one, like, Throughout that first episode, I realized what why I wanted to do this show, because everybody feels like what you said about fitting in is what everybody goes through, whether and it's just in media, 
it's not just in podcasting. It's not in, it's not in whatever. Like people, we all at some point have the tendency to try to figure out how we can fit in versus being unique. We we look at we compare ourselves to other people that don't have the same the same skill sets, the same experiences, Absolutely. the same you know knowledge that that we have. And instead of trying to be unique, instead of going out there taking a, a leap, and sometimes it's a small leap, we overcomplicate it. Sometimes we don't even do it. So, there you go. Right. You know, like I mean, look, like it's not, and it's it's broken down, right? It's not. There's not even even the women that are that are covering the game, like there's not many analysts, right? You right. got hosts, right? You may have, um, you know, you, you know, that are some that are quote unquote insiders. Right. How are you breaking down the game? That's what's dope about about what you do, and I feel like it's it's important from a from a flower Ezekiel. Appreciate that super sticker. I have no idea what the hell a super sticker is, but whatever it is, it's say a dollar. I have no idea what that is. Oh, thank you, man. Um, yo, man, like that's 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 amazing to me because similar to you, it's the passion, right? So right. let's dive let's dive deeper into that. You told me like you you brought up the story about sixth grade, right? Mm -hmm. And getting an F on that paper, and it's crazy because you get people all around to tell you. When I first tried to try to start a podcast, and I had a dude tell me, "You don't make no money in that." And I was like, damn, you don't know what I want to do. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I, do. <laughs> I ain't saying I'm gonna quit my job yet, but shit, can I can I <laughs> find something before you tell me you ain't gonna make no money? Right. Damn. Right. <laughs> tell me, tell me your earliest memory, your earliest Saints game memory. Not it doesn't have to be one that you attended, but your earliest memory, play, player, whatever it is. I, I, I remember vividly what exactly what it was. My dad was a, as a as, well, he was a pastor. He was a minister. You know, he passed away in 2010. Um, but I remember that church <laughs> would go long, right? So you you grew up if you grew up Baptist, if you grew up in the church, you knew it was their intention for you not to see the 12 o'clock kickoff football game. Exactly, right? So I would sneak out. And I would turn it on WWL because it's the only sports station that we had, right? WWL, and I would listen, and I would sit in a car, and I would sit there, and I would sneak out so my mom didn't see me, and I would sit there, and I would listen. And I remember hearing, like, Bobby Bear scrambling, and I remember them, you know, the crowd going crazy in the dome, and I remember the sounds, the crackling of the 870 AM, and it was so vivid. And... My dad would come out and I was like, oh, my God, I'm in trouble. But he would be like, baby girl, what's the score? Because he was such a big fan. He knew he saw he, he felt the passion. So he wasn't worried about like, oh, what we should have been doing. He was like, she's doing what she loves. And he always encouraged that. He always was like specifically lenient, like just toward everything that I did that when it came to sports, he just knew that I was going to. Some, some way, somehow, pipeline my way into sports. And I hate that I, and this is a message to y'all, I hate that I waited so long. If I can tell y'all something, do it. Do it now. If you are interested in anything, like Chris said, anything, do it. I don't, don't worry about the mistakes. Don't worry about the money. Don't worry about, even if it's the most grassroots level like I'm doing, you know, I produced this a little YouTube show and my brother, who's who, he's taking his way through, he helps me. But if it's something that you are passionate about, just do it. Don't wait. Do it. 
and you'll find your way. I promise you will, even if it's not in the area that you started in. You know, so yeah, that early memory gave way to fourth down and D right now. <laughs> so, and <laughs> it's funny, but I like that fear ain't going nowhere. Like, like Absolutely. what you said, like, like whether you whether you wait, like I like I gotta I gotta say that I don't know if if it's if it's been said before, but it's like like the bill gonna come, man. I, I don't you you get you get you get motivated, you know what I'm saying? You get you know you can, you can ignore it. It's coming. It, it don't matter what the bill the bill will arrive. You can wait them. You still gotta pay it. You so still gotta pay it. If you that fear you got at 18, 19, 15, 20, 21, like whatever whatever it is, when you 30 and you ain't started it yet, it's still gonna be there. So you know, um, like that's those are uh. That's game, like like for real, for real. Um, something else that's funny, like I I forget. So I haven't been to church in a very long time. I don't know what kind of person that is, but <laughs> but like like most of us, like we grew up with maybe part of someone in our family, or you know our mother, father, whoever, right? Take to church. Now I remember on Sundays. And I couldn't, you know, you, you know, you were youngin', so you really can't, you don't really have an opinion. But in my head, there I used to go. think, all right, if we go to this 10 o'clock service, what time we getting out before the game start? Because that's that was like, like, but that's the truth, right? You know what I'm saying? It's like, man, like, all right, how much we got? I know they want to eat afterwards. I ain't same play at 12 o'clock. I mean, what, I gotta, you, you want me to get there at one o'clock? It's past the first quarter already. But until you realize that. It's a lot of people that slowly but surely, as much as they love their God, whoever whoever they subscribe to, watch watch what happened around eleven fifty. Why some people started getting out of there? Excuse me, excuse me. The finger up, the finger up. You got to go. You got to get out of there, man. It's, it, it is what it is. You are absolutely right about that, man. It's, <laughs> I mean, mean long church. It used to hurt. <laughs> so, uh, the uh, who's your who's your earliest favorite Saints player, and why? Um, I didn't have a favorite Saints player until Willie Rofe came along. Hey. I felt I fell head over heels in love with Willie Rowe. I've always been partial to offensive linemen because offensive linemen, um, they, they kind of replicate what life is about. You know, they're smart, you know, they're 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 instinctual, they they are they have quick quicker feet than what people give them credit for. They have to, you know, adjust during the game when, you know, they have to know the, as many plays as the quarterback does, you know, but they still don't get as much credit. You know, you'll never hear a lineman's name. You'll never, unless he does something wrong. And I feel like that kind of replicates life a whole lot. You know, a lot of things that we do, we stand on the shoulders of a whole lot of offensive linemen in our life, but they'll never get the fame. You know, we're, we'll always be the star. So I always, you know, kind of was like, oh, I just love me a good old lineman. And Willie Rofe was that. He was that. And I was like, I fell for him in everything that he did. Now, I never forget my I made I made a 77 jersey. Like I made it because, you know, you, you wasn't buying no jerseys back in the gap. You know, you weren't you wasn't doing that. You know, you weren't buying no jerseys, but I made one. And um, 
I just I, that that was my earliest favorite player. You know, that's that's funny because um, I remember when Willie. Now, off the top of my head, I don't remember if he signed with Kansas City as a free agent or or, or if he got traded. But I feel like he got traded, if I'm correct. And you got to tell me if I'm wrong. But I remember wondering, like, why? Like, well, why? Why? It, it's clear. It's clear that that's the that that like that that dude is legendary, right? But I don't. I Absolutely. Wish, I wish I knew what year that was because if I remember correctly, soon it was. I think after that, or around that time. You eventually, and this was before you had as much access to, you know, the sports and, you know, you know, inside right. to really get right. everything that was going on. And I was, you know, adolescent anyway. And right. then, you know, then soon Ricky Williams is gone. And then it's like, what is, where, where is everybody going? I really don't understand. But Willie Rope, man, to this day, we should have never left New Orleans. He shouldn't have, he should have started his career and ended Absolutely. his career in New Orleans. And I've heard him talk about that. Yeah, talk about his connection with New Orleans and how he wished that he would have never had a reason to leave. I can't remember if he wanted to go. I mean, I'm not wanted to go, but if he was traded or released. But yeah. I do remember he never wanted to go. Yeah, I do remember that vividly. And I told my dad, I was like, oh, boy, thanks for doing Saints things. And I remember that conversation. And he was like, yeah, he was like, we're going to regret that. one." And yeah, we did. We, we started making some moves that kind of put us in a hole for a long time you know and it i, I definitely remember that that time and it, the changing of the guard and it was just rough it was rough i do remember that though um see i you know part of me is toxic so i really want to ask about bad <laughs> offensive linemen but 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 we're having we're having yeah. a positive we're having a positive conversation um uh where were you when kyle turley through his helmet against the New York Jets in front in front of the TV. I'll never forget this as long as I live, and I and I still remember this vividly because I feel like it wasn't Kyle Turley's fault. It was not. I feel like yeah. I feel Aaron Brooks. Let's go. Let's go to that right quick. Like you okay, know, we're going. Let's, let's talk about Aaron Brooks. Let's talk about Aaron Brooks. Aaron Brooks got a short stick from from Saints fans. Right. I no, no, we don't have to wonder why. That Negro was playing quarterback for the Saints. And and I'm going to say it just like that. And he, my boy was a baller. He made some bad mistakes. He had some infamous plays. Yeah, but who doesn't? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Who doesn't as a quarterback? You know, you could think of some crazy stuff. When you go back and look, I I was watching, I know I'm bouncing. I was watching the NFC Championship game um, when we played the Vikings the other day. Yeah. And in the moment, you don't realize how close Drew Brees was to giving that game away. And I rewatched the game, and there was a point where Drew fumbled on our side. And the only reason got because a penalty happened. And he fumbled on our side. No, no, no. We recovered it. An offensive line, Jari Evans, recovered the fumble. He recovered the fumble. But he fumbled with like 36 seconds left on our 20. And Jari recovered the fumble. Okay. People don't remember that because Jari recovered the fumble. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, so in that split second, if Drew would have gave the game away, is he, you know, Drew Brees? Right. You right. know, is he the Drew Brees? Right. That type of thing. Anyway, but Aaron Brooks always had a short stick, of course, because he was a black quarterback. You know that. 
when Kyle Turley finally stood up for Aaron Brooks during that moment, I said, finally. Crazy Kyle Turley. Finally. He ripped the helmet off and he threw it as far as he could throw it. And I was so happy somebody, even in my young age, somebody stood up for the black quarterback. We lost because of the penalty. But I feel like we, we shouldn't, you know, we, we shouldn't bang on the L. I feel like finally somebody stood up for our QB. Finally. Well, speaking of speaking of standing up for for a quarterback, um I I I want to know kind of going into the current or the present Saints team. Um there's another number 2, right? You know, James Winston. There's a number there's another uh black quarterback that has been through a lot of different things. Some he calls some maybe not having too much to do with him. Right. Um, can, but I mean, I think that it's, it's kind of, it's beautiful that like he has, whether he knows it or not, like I think the people like Jameis has stands now in New Orleans. I don't know if he had stands before, but there are people that no matter what quarterback is talked about, you not, they not getting, nah, Jameis is the one. That's what do you it. think? What do you think has brought like that that level of like connection with some people? And how do you think that relates to I guess the team and how you may feel about what the Saints could look like this season if healthy? Anything like anything or any player that comes to New Orleans, Jameis did one simple thing: he bought in. That's all he did. He bought in. He believed in the system. So when he came in and said, I'm a saint, I'll hold a clipboard and I'll look passionate while doing it. People went crazy. He's already goofy and, you know, silly and funny, you know, so he had to develop the maturity that people wanted to see as a starting QB. And it looks like he's done that. So all of a sudden he has all of these things that encompass a starting QB. And plus he's a, a black guy. From our area, and we're representing, we got a young black team, honestly, that is all our superstars are, they're black, you know, and I, and people don't like you to say that, but it's a part of the culture, it's a part of what we are here, you know, in New Orleans, even in the surrounding areas, you know. Um, when Jameis first came, I was excited. Simply because I know the talent that Jameis has. Like, people want to stick on the 30 interception year. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. It was a horrible year. Terrible time. You know. But you can't deny his his athleticism. We saw some plays. We we play against him two, two times a year. We saw the bombs. We saw the 60-yard passes. We saw the scrambles. You know, it's not like he didn't have the talent and we had to develop something. It's not like that. You know, Jameis came here. He studied under Drew. He was there when Drew was there. He was, you know, happy to be under Drew, as he said. And then when the reins were handed to him, like, hey, go for it, he did it humbly. You know, he, he led the team. He made some mistakes. Even when Sean Payton was was keeping him, you know, how we, we saw we saw the reins on him. We yeah. saw it. We saw it. Even when he was doing that, he wouldn't. He didn't speak an ill word. He said, "You know what? We're just taking our time. I'm gonna get better, and y'all are gonna y'all gonna like it. I'm gonna get better." 
And he had us on a winning season before he went down. I can't, you can't, you cannot be set for, with the starting quarterback, you know. Um, as far as how the team is going to look, I cannot wait to see Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, Jameis all on the field, along with Deontay. Let me tell you, I'm a big Deontay Hardy fan. Like, be. big, big, big. I'm a big Deontay Hardy fan. Not simply because of the talent. I think he has a... Um, he has a little mental factor that is a little edge over everybody else. You know, he's tough. He's tough. He's gone through a lot of st- a lot of stuff behind the scenes, and a lot of people don't know that. Um, but he's tough. I think he's he's gonna he's gonna make a lot of people smile this year. He really is, and it's not gonna be just skill factor. He's gonna he's gonna be very 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 talented on the field this year. And um, uh, Jam- with Jameis throwing in the ball, we shouldn't have a problem. We shouldn't have a problem. I see twelve wins. I'm gonna go ahead and put that out there. I don't think that. That's, <laughs> I don't think that that's. I mean, with what we have right now and how we know, uh, you know, from a from a chemistry perspective, I think I think people are that um, don't aren't aren't as high on the Saints this year. I think they're overcomplicated, over overcomplicating it, and they're looking for reasons for for why it won't work because the talent is there, and even if the head coach isn't there the system there's still a system in play absolutely with a lot of of familiar faces a lot of familiar traditional coaches and a lot of familiar players um and i i i just find it funny because i mean if you look at you look at the team on paper and if it's not that they go to james but then come back and say well you know james played pretty damn well last year i mean and he played exceptional when you throw into the uh you know the fact that some nights he was uh, he was out there throwing the ball to me you know, I, I mean, yeah. that's, that's absolutely. the truth. So, <laughs> absolutely. You know, you give him actual, very talented, high-slotted, high-upside weapons, whether Michael Thomas comes back at 80%, 90%, or he's back to fully what he – we got Chris Olave, we're talking Jarvis Landry, and Deontay. Deontay was – you know, Deontay won some games last year. He just did. Yeah. It just yes. – that, that's simple, right? Um, yes. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm totally with you. Um, D, what's your what's your favorite aspect about breaking down film, breaking down a play? When you walk, when you sit down, and you say, "All right, I'm gonna break down something today." It could be a it could be a certain play, a certain formation, a certain whatever. What's your favorite aspect about it? What do you enjoy the most? I think it the athleticism that these players. <laughs> we are so used to seeing such a high level of athleticism with all of our pro sports, right? So we, as fans, are, oh, that boy trash, oh, that boy junk, oh, that boy, you know, we're always screaming at the TV, blah, blah, blah. But when you're sitting there breaking down film and you know that one doesn't work without the other, like you see pieces and co- like and, and cogs that that people don't look at, like you might see an offensive lineman slide to the left or kick back you know, on certain plays and you're like, oh, that wouldn't, the screen wouldn't work without that, you know, or he didn't get out there fast enough so the screen didn't work, you know, or he got out there real fast and the screen was set up beautifully. Those tight little small instances like that, you know, and then it, we, we give respect to all the athleticism that is happening at once. And, you know, and it, 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 it's, it's really, you have to be really intelligent to be an athlete because if not, you know, you out there just depending on skill, and a lot of times that this just don't work. You don't work if you don't know those little nuances. 
you know, so I think that's my favorite part of breaking down film, you know, just watching the little small things that if it doesn't happen, the play doesn't work. You know, it's not just a QB throwing to a, a wide receiver. No, no, no. It's an offensive lineman that decided to hold a block a tenth of a second longer that allowed the QB to stay up, you know, those type things. And that that leads me into fourth down and D. Like, so I, I've I've watched I've watched a few episodes. I've seen clips on um, on Twitter, and it's crazy because like, you know, you don't everybody. I remember when Brian Baldinger started to. Um, this had to be maybe three four years ago. He started doing Baldy breakdowns, and everybody was like, "Damn, that makes us smarter." I know, I know. Uh, Deuce Window, he breaks down plays, right? But D, you one of ours, okay? <laughs> so, <laughs> with, with all due respect to both of them brothers, you you one of ours. I, like, at what point did you realize, okay, I'm going to just be, fuck it. I'm not worried about, I'm putting down the fact. All the things that might be, quote, unquote, against me, all the things that, I'm I think I gotta I got all the boxes I think I gotta fill. At what point were you like, was it something that happened? Or what like when did you decide I'm putting this fear to the side? I'm just gonna dive into this. And I don't even know hundred percent how it's gonna look, but I'm gonna do it. I, I remember I tweeted one day. I said, Man, I'm gonna make a YouTube show uh just you know, talking regular ass shit about Saints football. You know, from a black woman's perspective, because we don't have that. You know, we have, you know, fans that we talk very superficial, very surface level. I said, but we really have some smart women. So I put the tweet out there and I didn't touch it for like maybe some months. And then one day, my brother, I'm telling you, my little brother is like my inspiration because he's just crazy enough to make stuff work. You know, he was like, when you going to do it? When you gonna do it? Are you gonna do it? You scared? You scared? Let's do it. Let's just do it. Let's just do it. He was like, set up the camera, just do it. Throw your jersey on and just talk. He was like, and I promise you, D, he was like, people want to hear what you got to say. And I did. And I've been doing it for some years now. And sometimes they're on there with me, and sometimes they just let me go. But even though, like I said, people don't see me, and I've I've heard this, like, you know. Oh, your little YouTube show, you know, it's, it's falling off or whatever. Say so, no, to you, it's falling off. To me, to me, I have, I'm, I feel like I'm growing, you know. I can't, David Grubb gave me a weekly, and I, I promise you, David is one of my favorite people. One of my favorite people. He gave me a weekly chance to just talk shit about the same. I remember that. And he was like, whenever you feel like you want to talk, Let's talk. And he gave me that platform. And all of a sudden, people were interested in what I had to say, simply because somebody like David was interested in what I had to say. You know, um, then I told Ross this not too long ago. I remember when Ross was doing the All Saints, you know, and I would my, my commute to work was like an hour and a half. I would listen to Ross there and I would listen to Ross back. And if I missed an episode, I will listen to, you know, the episodes that I missed. Um, that's been my brother for a long time. You know, we always support each other. And he's he's doing He's finally getting some the recognition that he deserves, right? Because he was he has always been on it. He's always been so intelligent, you know. Um, but those two, they really gave me that that 
that that second whisper in the ear and said, "Hey, you can do this. You really can." So, yeah, that's, that's and it's crazy you say that. Just you know, mainly because I mean, both of those guys have been have been helpful in my journey, especially Grub. Like, and it, it just it you're reminded by people like that. It was the same. My my experience with Grub was the same way. Like when I didn't Absolutely. feel like when I was when I was like scared of the radio when i was thinking about everything that i was gonna say when i was trying to find out how i was gonna be be something or or you know just be myself in those in those spots he continued to call my ass up up to bat yo bro all right yo yo, okay i can't tell bro so so whatever whatever i'm battling over i gotta gotta figure it out right (laughs) you just yeah you got to you can't you can't say no right um (laughs) yeah i mean so it's like and it's just a reminder that i mean i it took i've been trying to figure this shit out for about five years now and there were a lot of times during that period to where i was just like all right this is this shit just ain't gonna work it's, it just gotta be a hobby because i'm just i'm not i'm i'm looking at the numbers i'm looking at the i'm looking at the things outside of why i do it right outside of the fact that it me feel good i could talk to people it's therapy and I'm talking about something that I love, that I really, I really know what the fuck I'm talking about. It's not just something right. I, you know, what I mean, I'm not <laughs> talking about calculus, you know, or you know, or or or, or politics, something that, that, that just ain't in my lane. And it, it, you know, it reminds me, like, you know, advice-wise, and you know, to you as well, which is why, I mean, you know, from now on, you always gonna have a spot on my platform because, you know, you represent to me the people that, if they continue to believe. That they are that they are talented at what they do if they continue to just hit record no matter what just record that they continue just to, like something will come and it may not happen yeah. that minute you think it it may not come off the tweet you thought it was it may not be the recording some of my favorite articles about that i used to write didn't go anywhere right but exactly you hit record randomly you know on the right show and everybody's like huh i gotta tune in to bro i gotta tune in up the same thing so what you got with grub? You got with me, Dees. I, I mean, I, I. In regards to giving your flowers, here they are, man. I appreciate that, Chris. I do, I do. And y'all know y'all got it with me. Y'all know y'all got it with me. We will stand firm. We'll stand together, and uh, we'll grow together. And um, I'm just like I said, man. I'm proud of you. And uh, let this be a lesson to y'all, man. Keep pushing out there. You know, Chris is doing big things, and you know he's gonna he's gonna keep growing. ID. So before I get you out of here, I got a bunch of rapper questions that are gonna mm-hmm. come off the top of my head, and I'm gonna try to make this work. Um, okay. And I don't know if they make sense, but if you can't say if you can't say Marshawn Lattimore, who's your favorite cornerback in Saints history? Mike McKenzie. Woo! I wasn't expecting that. I, I thought I thought about to be Jabari Green. Mike McKenzie. Okay. Mike McKenzie. Um. <laughs> damn. I see. I I I thought that was gonna be. Favorite member of the Dawn Patrol? Uh, Sam Mills. Um, why is Joe Horn not your favorite saint of all time? Um, <laughs> because I think Alvin Kamara took his spot. <laughs> That's, oh. the That's the only reason. That's the only reason. The only reason. I used to love Joe, man. <laughs> Uh, why do black dreadheaded 
running backs always find a way to make the Saints roster? Um, black dreadhead, no matter gender, are crazy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we crazy enough to might think it works, man. <laughs> give me, <laughs> give me, um, a player that you thought wasn't going to be much of anything that became something and give me a player that you were very high on that underwhelmed. Um, everybody's going to laugh because, okay, so I'm, I'm going to answer the question in reverse. Go ahead. I was a huge Nick Toon fan. Oh God. I was a huge Nick oh, Toon fan God. and I would go to, I would fight to the death about Nick Toon, and he just never rounded the corner. And sometimes I think about that, like how he was just so, like he was every he was built to be a great NFL football player. He just couldn't do it. He just couldn't do it. So yeah, Nick Toon. And this and the, the second this answer is gonna trip a lot of people out because my, I guess my expectations of him was was like really low. Um, I didn't like him when he was at Notre Dame, and um, he had the fake girlfriend thing. Manti Teo, right? So Manti, <laughs> when he came to the Saints to be a linebacker, I was like, oh God, we're gonna suck at linebacker. But he made one of the biggest plays against the Red. You remember the Redskins game when we came back? And we were down like sixteen. Right. So yep. we had to stop them on the the third down play. And it was like third inches, and Manti shot the hole and blew the play up in the backfield. And hit his little dance that he always does, you know. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, man, this kid can really, really play. Like it was, you know, it was just enough to be above his head, but you know, he wasn't a superstar or anything. But I guess my expectations were so low, you know, because he had bounced around a little bit, you know. And linebacker playing linebacker for the New Orleans Saints was not. <laughs> <laughs> we can we can go through some tough times. You want you want you want to like Nate Nate Stupar? Oh my God! Nate blocked me on Twitter because I told him Jesus was black. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. That's a that's a crazy story. Just because how does that, that how does that happen? That's crazy. Yeah, he was he was taking saying something about you know he was like quote he's very religious. <laughs> And um, I simply just replied that I said, you know, Jesus is black. He blocked me. Nope. <laughs> nope. Right. Not my Jesus. <laughs> I, will, I will hold on to that. Uh, for, uh, anytime I think of Nate Stupar. I'm, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. Well, look, uh, Queen, I really, I really appreciate you coming on here. You know, we'll do this again at some point. I'm going to support everything that I can that you, that you put out. And if I don't see it, DM it to me so I can retweet it. We gonna, I mean, the best that we could do in this situation is support up, is support each other until you know we finally get that break one way or another. Cause we do it because we love it, not because you know we expecting something crazy out of it. So thank you. Tell the people again, it's on the screen. But for those who just who just listen on the audio, tell them where they could where they could find you at and follow you at, and what what you got coming up next. Oh my goodness! So I am at Saint Soldier on Twitter and Instagram. And fourth down and D on YouTube. And listen, we got something really, really big coming up. Um, 
we got the training camp stuff coming up. We're going to have a couple of interviews, but we have a live streaming show coming from my brother's restaurant. And y'all don't want to miss that. Y'all can actually come and come in person. Chris, I want you to come be there. We're going to feed you some good seafood. And if you, I got you. I got you. Y'all show up. We're going to have a good time. Fourth down and deep. All right, y'all. We in space. Now we out.